Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Theory and Theology. On this podcast, we talk a lot about different cultures, theories, spirituality, religions, um, belief systems. Um, Today, I want to talk some about Scientology. Now, I am not a um, professional on this topic by any means. I have... The only thing I knew probably up until today was literally um, that I've driven past some buildings or billboards um, in L.A. in my past and that um, people said Tom Cruise was involved in in um, Scientology. And, you know, I heard some maybe clips maybe in the past, you know, maybe two to three clips and probably max of him talking about Scientology and some of his um, his background about it. Um, And that's basically as much as I heard. So. Anyways, just disclaimer, um, I'm pretty tired. Um, I was awake late. Um, I was enjoying a lot of videos with content about people um, who stated to have encountered alien technology worked with it um at area 51 and people who had um stated that they were abducted um were being interviewed and stuff um mostly joe rogan podcast content and then some other stuff and then you know it kind of interfered with my sleeping because i was just like thinking about that and i was like oh man this was weird um, not saying that I don't believe it or that I don't think it's fascinating because I do. It just, it does kind of creep me out. Um, uh, mostly what creeps me out really is the weird, um, lengths that it seems like some authorities go through to try to silence these types of people whether that's the government or these job sites, these secret job sites and secret space-related things, you know, like NASA's archives and all this kind of stuff, like how they, you know, seem like they try to really limit the information. Um, so that is more so what bothers me is, like, the human aspects of what kind of goes on um i don't know it's it's weird and so yeah and then this morning i start watching like i kept seeing you know on youtube so there's you know usually suggestions and i'm usually on my phone watching youtube right so i scroll around you know so i've been you know it's the weekend so i've been just kind of like scrolling around youtube you know just chilling around the house 
you know, other than cooking meals and eating healthy and doing laundry and exercising, I was just basically just watching just a lot of podcasts and stuff just because that's what I do, you know, and a little bit of sports and stuff. Oh, so other than that, I was just like watching all this content and then, um, I kept coming across this, uh, other Joe Rogan clip. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really tired because I didn't sleep really well. I put on my smart watch or my, um, I don't know if it's considered a smart watch actually. It's like a, uh, it's like a, an athletic watch that like has a, a sleep tracking type of uh option and so I had a feeling I was gonna sleep pretty poorly and so I put that on and it's always a little bit off like it always says I go to sleep um around the time when I was still kind of fully conscious um but laying down probably the last time before I start like moving around too much, you know, I guess it can, it counts that as sleep, even if I'm not fully asleep, and then it always says that I was, um, waking up kind of later, like, it shows times when I had light sleep, um, deep sleep, when I actually was waking up, uh, like, so I know I woke up around 4 a.m., I know I went to sleep around, like, probably after 11.30, And then it says I woke up fully at 7.30 a.m. I know I was awake before 7.30 because I was texting somebody before 7.30. So I know I was up, but um, I must not have been like, I don't know, maybe it considered it as like light sleep or something. And that I was like waking up a little bit later than that. So um, it shows a little about like maybe seven ish hours of me sleeping but it wasn't the quality just was not there it basically says I had like two hours of deep sleep and about five or so hours of not so deep sleep with waking up and also waking up at like 4 a.m so yeah this is unfortunately going to be very scattered um I'm going to try my best to keep it on task that's kind of the early um rambling that I wanted to get out of the out of the way um but I hope I'm not stumbling through this too badly. Um, because I, I, I like the topic. Um, I like, uh, you know, I, you know, I just like it because it's, it's, it's very fascinating. So basically, I, I kept seeing this um, Joe Rogan, um, you know, thumbnail popping up. Um, and I was like, you know, that looks like the, the actor on King of Queens. The one who plays the wife. But I was kind of, like, avoiding it. I was like, it doesn't really look like her. It kind of does. Can't really tell um, fully. And then I was starting to think about that show. Now, I'm not too familiar with that show, uh, but I have watched it, um, you know, way back when I used to watch TV a lot. Um, and it it didn't really stick with me, mainly because, I mean, I... I I like comedy. I like sitcom comedies. Um, So, you know, I used to watch King of Queens and um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Now, I I like it because I like comedians. I like funny content. Um, 
And so I kind of liked that aspect. Um, but I kind of started finding the show a little, it kind of bothered me a little bit because the, um, the actor, the one who plays the wife, um, I guess her name is Leah Remini. Um, but I didn't know that till today, but, um, the one who plays the wife, the wife, um, her character just never settled well with me. I just, I don't know. I just never liked the way she treated her husband. It just it was a thing for me where I was just like, I don't know. And I'm kind of weird with like acting. I kind of think I'm not 100% sure, but I kind of play with the thought of like when people act, you know, um professionally act or whatever. Are they kind of like revealing a potential that they have, right? Um now cuz you know all of us, you know, we're all humans. We have certain capabilities to do things that, you know, a lot of us would never really do. Um, it's almost the same thing as, like, role-playing, for example, uh, in whatever way, sexual ways, or just, like, pretend other kind of, like, weird, like, fantasy land things that people do when they're, like, a kid, and you're like, oh, like, I see a dinosaur, like, I'm in the forest, and there's a dinosaur chasing me, like, we need to run, you know, like, things like that, you know, or, um, um, whatever, but, you know, I've always kind of wondered, you know, is that, is acting something that people kind of tap into, like, a type of personality or a type of, uh, character, um, that could potentially be a part of themselves because they're able to express themselves like that. And I know it's pretend it shows, you know, but it is kind of a question that I have. It is kind of an interesting thing. And I do kind of think that a little bit about actor acting. Um, I have a really close friend that, um, I have a lot of really people I grew up with. Um, I mean, mind you, I grew up in LA for the most part. So, um, I, it wasn't uncommon to come across people who were into acting, who were into, you know, even if it was like through church, were acting or like creating like plays and like in charge of like drama kind of drama groups. And like, it's, it's, it's very common in LA. It's very common. Like, you know, like, the entertainment industry just really, um, spreads, you know, throughout the culture. And, um, I knew a lot of people who were either trying to get into like video game, like, you know, graphic design, work on video games, work on commercials, uh, work with athletes, um, work with, you know, not necessarily actors, but these are like the aspects of like, you know, society that are just easily available you know when you live in LA it's easy to get jobs in any aspect not easy to get jobs but I mean there are a lot of entertainment industry options uh a lot of the companies are out here from like music to you know music studios to like you know um uh, movie studios to whatever you know whatever whatever brands there are out there right and so you know um, I would see people that I knew very well, that I would talk to very often, that I knew since, you know, like during childhood even. And this was when I was younger, you know, and they would be in these plays for the church or like the school or whatever, you know, and they would, you know, I would see how they would like act in the play and stuff and just get into this different character. 
And it, it kind of made me question, like, okay, I know this person really, really well. And then sometimes you would see them tap into this, you know, complete different personality where they would play this complete different, you know, scenario out. Um, you know, everything about them would change. And it would just be like, you know, the people who were really good at acting would literally be someone else at the time while they were acting, right? And so I kind of, you know, when I watch certain stuff, I mean, just in general, you know, when I when I saw her character initially, this is like years and years ago, um, when I initially saw her character on King of Queens, I never gravitated towards the show too much because I just couldn't stand that, you know, she was treating her husband like the way she was. Like, I know, like, yeah, she's a hothead in the in the in the show and like. But for me, it was almost, like, bordering, like, abusive, just disrespectful. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, because he's the man, she has to, like, treat her as she has to treat him a certain way. That's not what I mean by respect. I just mean, like, I can't imagine anybody who loves their spouse actually treating them that way, like, so routinely bad. But I I just guess maybe that was just something in me. I don't know. I, I don't think anyone else complains about that show, but that was to me, I was like, Ugh. like there's something that felt a little like icky about it. Like kind of because of maybe my beliefs or question of my beliefs about actors and then just kind of like that character. So i never really like really went into like her kind of like background or anything. So when I saw the Joe Rogan um thumbnail that looked like it was her I was like you know I, I didn't really like her character in the first place so you know and I kind of am I kind of question not just her I'm think I'm thinking most actors and and you know I'm kind of thinking like I don't know like um for people to be able to kind of play out those dynamics I mean I guess it's in a healthy way because you know it's consensual and they're adults and it's scripted and you know everyone knows the script and they're saying yes I want to you know be fake treated this way by my fake wife on this fake show you know but it's still I don't know like not just that show I kind of I kind of just feel that way about most shows but that one in particular kind of stood out for me a little bit um because I'd never really seen a lot of shows like that um um, but I, I thought it was a little, uh, weird, um, how she, I don't know, I just didn't like it, and so basically, I was kind of like, I don't know if it is her, because it was a thumbnail, and I was like, I couldn't really tell if it was her, but something about it, I was like, it's probably that lady, and then, you know, eventually I click on it, because I go through all the other ones I want to watch, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to, this one keeps getting recommended, so I click on it, and it's this whole episode about, um, you know, um, about her, uh, Leah Remini talking about her life, um, when she was a Scientologist. And so this is my first real exposure to the religion of Scientology. Now, I always thought just like I mentioned, I never, I never heard hardly anything about it until now. Um, but there was always this aspect of 
LA, Hollywood, you know, entertainment industry, money, um, and then this religion. Like something, you know, my mind did go there. My mind did know or learn of or know of, you know, something related to money and this religion. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know what it what uh what but there was something about that where I was like I wonder what this religion's all about um and so I you know I never really delved into it because I was like I really don't know what it is at all um but then she starts describing it so basically as someone who's newly coming across this <laughs> this religious uh information and then recently you know studying about like cults and things like that um I was curious um so she I'm about to spoil the whole thing if you guys haven't already watched it so you know if you don't really want to hear my you know um recounting of what I what I um watched or some of what I watched then maybe you'll just, you know, uh, go watch it for yourself before you finish listening to this. But um, definitely a spoiler alert here. Um, so I start watching this, um, you know, and at the very beginning, I still can't tell if it's her. And then, you know, after the introductions and everything, I'm like, oh, it's it's her, you know. And I didn't even know, like, what they really were going to talk about. And then they're like, oh, we're going to talk about, like, Scientology and, the you know, and her, you know, experience with being a part of that religion and then getting out of it. Um, and the differences between religions and cults and that they would classify Scientology as a cult. And, you know, so basically her general story... Um, I mean, it was only almost a two-hour episode. I'm not going to take two hours to explain this. But basically, um, she was young, um, you know, in a Catholic family originally with her father and mother. And um, I think she had at least one sibling. And, you know, they would go maybe on on Easter or Christmas, but they weren't like a church-going you know, Catholic family, and otherwise, she was taught about kind of Catholic beliefs in the house, and like, you know, um, kind of Italian, um, Italian, Italian American upbringing in New York, um, and, um, I think eventually the mom, um, I guess there was a divorce, and then the mom, um, during that time of the divorce, I don't know if it was through the first stepfather that the mom found uh, out about Scientology, and I don't remember if they were living in Florida at this time, um, but it was uh, Leah, her sister, the mom, and this uh, stepdad who brought them into Scientology, and the stepdad um, left the religion, and then they kind of were opened to this religion, and it's, she explains it as, like, a pay-as-you-go system, so there's, like, rankings where you start, um, low, and you work your way up, 
Um, and you basically, um, through financially contributing and going there every day and not making, you know, mistakes or getting too many write-ups, because uh, people can write you up for not following the beliefs and, and you can get, you can write up others um, for not following the beliefs. And then there might be consequences to those write-ups once they get reviewed in some kind of process that I don't really fully understand yet. But um, it seems like there's this guy, L. L. Ron Hubbard, who's basically a science fiction writer. Um, I, I just checked on Audible and was scrolling for ages. And I was like, where's the end of these books? Like, there's so many books um, on there. And I was like, I've never been on, you know, just typing somebody's, uh, typing in somebody's, uh, name, and that much content comes up just on Audible, you know, it's like, Audible doesn't usually even have everybody's full collection of every single book that they've ever written, like, for some, for some writers it does, but for some authors it's like, you, you can't find everything, you know, if you're into books, like, you'll notice it's like, oh, like, there's this book that I literally have on my shelf that I don't see, like, at, on Audible, you know, um, <clears throat> but I'm talking, like, sci-fi, whatever, um, but yeah, so they have all these books, some of them are repeats, and I was just like, wow, like, this is fascinating, this guy wrote so much, um, sci-fi, but he has, like, some real books, uh, I guess real, like, towards Scientology real, um, that, you know, it seems like he was very well-versed in cults, um, brainwashing, and, um, mostly those, uh, uh, propaganda techniques, like, he seems like he was very skilled and was able to create this whole religious program in that way, where, you know, it, it's, it almost sounds like, I mean, not, I, I, I don't want to make light of North Korea or compare anybody's situation, like, I don't think these, these people in Scientology are necessarily being, like, starved or, like, you know, kept from leaving, as far as I know, which I don't really know, but maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe they are kept from leaving, but it sounds like, um, you know, just the part of it that, where they talked about, like, who can, who can report who, and then, like, who would, you know, like, you know, things like that, like, you hear about that when there are interviews of people who escaped from North Korea, they talk about, you know, that, you know, other people could report you doing things that were wrong, or, like, if, if someone else in your family gets caught doing something wrong, then there's some kind of penalty that might trickle down to you in some cases, and so it's, like, I didn't, I didn't hear them mention exactly that, but it kind of gave me that kind of vibe, as well as kind of, like, with some of these strict, like, Amish, uh, groups, where it's kind of, like, with the shunning, where it's, like, oh, someone else in your family's doing something wrong, so now, you know, the rest of the family is kind of, like, almost on punishment of a form, too, um, so that really stuck with me, and I was, you know, I was just like, wow, that's weird, that's just weird, um, because I was expecting to hear, you know, this religion that's like, okay, the Bible comes in, 
and you start talking about the Bible. Because uh, usually when you hear the word church, you think Christianity. That's like the first thing you think. And, you know, so I was thinking maybe it's related to like Christian science. Um, which I don't really know much about Christian science other than what I've heard from about like one of the Metallica band members um, about how he mentioned like that they don't believe in medicine, you know, modern medicine and things like that. Um, so I, I wasn't sure the real difference but from what I heard, it doesn't sound like the Church of of Scientology um, follows the Christian religion at all. Like, it doesn't sound related. It seems like they have this guy, L. Ron Hubbard. He has writings. Now, they're not necessarily taking from his sci-fi writings. They're not basing their beliefs necessarily on that. They're basing their beliefs on these doctrines that he's written and there's access to some of these doctrines and things you can find them like i said audible you can google search them um he's got all this content where it's basically um it sounds like she she was like taught to you know go and learn all this material and they drill you and quiz you and mind you she said she was um, she stopped going to, you know, routine, you know, mandatory school. Um, you know how the state like makes you go to school, <laughs> like you can't just not go to school as a kid. Um, I guess they made it sound like she was going to some kind of religious Scientology school, but instead, you know, they were they were studying, but they were studying these L. Ron Hubbard doctrines and they would like work, like they would actually work. I think she mentioned working for like an insurance company or some people clean and like do like these are like younger people and then she mentioned somewhere else that uh, I don't think they do like the you know kids aren't held to those standards anymore I don't think um but she I don't know I mean she mentioned when she was like in eighth grade she was working and you know didn't go to like formal school um and you know the family filled out paperwork uh kind of similar to how if somebody was like homeschooling their kid or something like that how they would do that and so you know nobody was really alerted to you know these kids aren't even going to school and they were kind of uh kept um you know doing the religious things and um uh, the religion, I don't think she mentioned this in Joe Rogan's, I think it was in a in a different uh, video interview where she was talking about, um, this was like her teen years or so, her and her sister lived in like on some of the Christian scientists property, kind of dorm style. She said the dorms were pretty ratty, like, you know, run down roaches, that kind of thing. Um, but they were, like, motel that were used for, like, dorms where, where the kids were living with other kids. It wasn't, like, a, like, a school site where you have, like, staff there, from what she explained. Um, and it seems like, you know, they, they still had to go do, um, what they needed for the work and for the, you know, Christian science 
uh, not, sorry, 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 not Christian science, for the Scientology, for the Scientology religion, um, they would go and, um, um, you know, she, she was mentioning, um, she would go every day, like, I don't know at what point in her life she started going every day, but I think as an adult, she was going every day, so she was mentioning when she was working on the set of King, King of, King of Queens, um, when she was working, acting as the wife on that show, um, she would go after, you know, afterwards and go put in some hours at the Scientology places that she needed to be at, and she mentioned, you know, it would be hard for people to take vacations if you're a part of that religion and you're going in every day because, you know, you'd have to make up the time, so she said when her when her acting schedule, you know, kind of was at, like, various times, um, depending when those times were, she would choose to work, um, at the Scientology locations as well. Uh, I'm not too clear what she was doing. Um, I'm not sure if that's the time period. It sounded like when she was younger, that's the time period she was learning and being indoctrinated, um, about, like, everything, what it means, they would quiz you, drill you, test you on, like, the meanings of these L. Ron Hubbard writings, and so when it came to the rules, everybody knew the rules clearly, you know, by a certain age, because you're, you're young, and you're studying this, and you're not going to, to, you know, a mainstream school, you're not going, you know, to a mainstream church, you're basically every day, um, main your your life is mostly exposure to Scientology and then the time that you do spend outside of that you know your viewpoint is like all these people are lost you know they you know Scientology is I guess the whole purpose that people join is because they're taught that they're the ones that are gonna be um saving um the planet the people on the planet because um, their, um, the stuff that they do when they go in every day, um, all the learning that they do and the tasks that they do and those types of things are, you know, making the world better or like, say she makes, she gave an example elsewhere where she said like, you know, if you're driving down the street and there's like a person who you see, you know, stranded in a car, like you're, um, you're, um, you know, you would stop and, like, ask them if they need any help, like, you know, like, so there were good deeds involved, like, they did do good deeds, but it sounds to me like the majority of your social life is so taken over by all the Scientology, you know, um, activities that when would you really have energy to have another life outside of that um other than like if you're working like a mainstream job a mainstream a mainstream job um and so yeah I I was kind of looking at that like wow that's pretty different um because I know even you know being raised Adventist you know we had a lot of activities and things and, you know, the more I was involved in the church with, like, even just the social stuff, if it was just basic social stuff, you know, part most of the time I went to private school before high school, but then, you know, I finished up 11 and 12, 
um, at, a, at a public school. And then after that, I went to colleges and universities that were public. Um, so I, you know, um, and not religious. And so, um, you know, when I was younger and into church, uh, often, you know, I can't really imagine having a life where it was like, if I had to separate it out from my church life, from other, you know, social life, um, there's really limited time for that, honestly. Um, and I wasn't even there every single day. Like I was for school, sports league and church, but I mean, that would mean you'd have to make time outside of those times to spend more time with other friends. And I did, you know, cause I wasn't bound by, you know, I have to hang out with my religious friends after school. You know, I could hang out with any friends after school, you know, or even when I wasn't going to like private school anymore and I was at a public school, you know, I could choose if after church I wanted to go out with my other friends or if I didn't want to do the Sabbath stuff on Friday nights necessarily and instead wanted to go out with my college friends. Um, but I did have a point in my life where it was kind of conflicting, a little bit conflicting because, you know, Friday night people want to go out, you know, so it's like, you know, you're usually starting to go out 6, 7 p.m. or so on a Friday night because you're usually coming out of school or coming out of work or whatever. That's common that people want to go out. And then if usually, you know, the Adventist church has a Friday night sundown type of event um, a lot of churches that are very social will do will have some option of something Friday night. And so usually you can't do both. Usually you have to maybe not go to Vespers or Bible study or church or prayer group or praise team practice or whatever it is. You know, you can't do do both consistently. And so um, it did make it a little hard for me socially to get to know people um, in college, um, even though I would... I still had a good balance with it. Like people knew we could still hang out Saturday nights or Sunday or sometimes after school. So it's not like I was completely, you know, detached, but I can't even imagine if I had a religion that was telling me that I had to go every day, um, to go do their things. And then, you know, how would you really, you know, create a separate life outside of that? And then you also, you know, don't really, um, talk to that many people about your religion too so like the weird thing about about Adventism is like with Adventism most of the time people eventually kind of start asking you questions like oh like why don't you ever go out on this night or at this time or you know on this day or you know what are you doing <laughs> you know um people want to know about your life and then you kind of just openly tell them you know what you're doing and then they realize oh there's all this stuff that you're different on um from the mainstream society because of your religion but it's not something that you're told like don't talk about it or don't mention it or whatever like you just talk about it to whoever i was never one to like necessarily want to like convert people i was more like I didn't really think people were lost. I never really saw that. I just saw that, you know, there was some lifestyle balance that the church really could create. And I felt like that was always a benefit that people could kind of learn about like nutrition and learn about exercise and learn about, you know, things that maybe if they were never taught that kind of stuff, like learn about like, you know, not being too heavy into any kind of substances, including caffeine, you know, learning about, you know, meat 
meat diets versus non-meat diets like you know there's a lot of stuff that's like beneficial to just learn about that you probably wouldn't always be learning about mainstream if you're around people who are doing certain things mainstream um you wouldn't really you know like I'm not judging people on it but things like you know smoking cigarettes or you know, going out and maybe drinking, like, too much, or, you know, not sleeping enough because of caffeine, or eating, like, really, you know, poor diet, never getting any exercise, I'm talking about, like, the basic of the basics, never taking days off from work, um, or, like, having a period of every week, even where you have, like, a restful time, um, to recover at least, at least once a week, and that's asking a lot for some people, too, it's, like, once a week seems like a lot for some people, um, and so things like that, where it's like, yeah, we were taught, th- those are like the basic things, even if you take the religion fully out of it, we were taught, you know, about this kind of lifestyle balance type of stuff. Um, and so we kind of knew what it would look like if you were following the religion, you know, usually your life would be generally healthier. If you were following it, it might not be for me, it wasn't like psychologically healthier, but it was physically a lot healthier, because I was like, physically doing things, um, just to keep my life kind of in balance and everything. Um, so I did notice that benefit for sure. Um, and I didn't think that I would be like condemned to hell if I didn't, you know, if I ate pork in my ramen or if I ate bacon on on my grand slam or whatever, like I never really thought it was like a salvation issue, but I know some people did. Um, and it was kind of almost taught, we were usually taught, you know, you know, you're not saved by your works, but then there's this whole religion about, like, works, it's, like, it's preferred, it's better for your life, but, you know, it's not necessarily gonna save you, but you should still do it, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like that, but I do think some people did kind of feel like if I do this, you know, you feel a little guilty, like, I did have some guilt about, like, if I didn't do, like, if I did or didn't do certain things on the Sabbath, or if I did or didn't go to church, or if I did or didn't, um, eat certain things, um, there was some guilt around it, but also I had, like, I would also challenge the guilt, and I would be like, why do I feel guilty about this if I don't really think it's wrong? And I would, I don't, you know, I would pretty much just do it anyways, like, I didn't really care, like, the guilt wasn't, wasn't that strong, because I didn't really think, it was that big of a deal because it's not like I was I was treating anybody bad just because I was eating bacon or whatever like it wasn't making me like you know worse of a person um um and I could kind of think for myself too and I was around enough other types of people where I could see them you know um around me and I would you know notice you know um, just how different people live their lives and how I was like, you know, these people aren't like bad, you know, they just have different lives. Like they just believe differently and do different things. They're not, it doesn't make them bad or lost or, you know, have some kind of problem just because they're from some other religion and they've been misled or whatever. So a lot of religions teach this kind of stuff. Um, and Scientology seems to take it to another level where it's like you're almost being like harassed and um, interrogated and t- 
taught these, you know, you're being brainwashed. And, um, you know, if you leave or become, like, a certain, like, labeled, negatively labeled person that could risk you of your Scientology friends and family not being able to still be in contact with you, um... So yeah, I found all that fascinating, um, and I really don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I really don't. It's like, just fascinating to say the least. Um, I found it, um, to be interesting content, interesting, very interesting material. Um, something that I did find kind of funny, um, she seemed like she was trying to be serious sometimes. And Joe Rogan didn't. <laughs> like, he was kind of, like, joking and laughing. And it's kind of funny, though, because she's, like... <clears throat> she's considered as, like, a comedian. Um, but I don't know. Like, it was... It, it was... It was something I never would have guessed. Um, that that's what Scientology has in it. Um, that it's not even, you know, based on, you know um, mainstream religious culture, it's, like, it's whole other thing that was, like, created by some guy, and, um, basically he's a scientific, a science, a sci-fi author, and I don't know what his other roles are, but, I mean, apparently he founded a whole church, and, um, you know, there's hierarchies, and I think there's, like, punishment centers, it sounds like there's like interrogations and like punishment and a lot of secrecy and you know people telling you you know how to think and like it's basically a very in-depth brainwashing um and it's so insulated um it seems like they even like reach out to local police officers they have like a a good standing with them maybe some lawyers, some, you know, some authority figures. Now, I'm not saying they're paying their bills or anything, but they're, you know, they have a, um, um, they have a, what do you call it? Um, basically these, uh, people, have a, like, I don't think they're, they'd be fully protected by police, but it's like, well, if you're involved with the LAPD and you're contribute, like, your religion is contributing to the LAPD, like, some children's, uh, fund thing, uh, for charity, then that is a little bit of, like, you know, at least you've paid money for something, um, there is a little bit of money attached, um, and they are self-sufficient, you know, considering that, you know, people are paying, so it's like, when they have all these actors and stuff, it sounds like that's how they're kind of, like, like, everyone's paying to get to different levels, it's non-refundable payments that you're making, um, I don't know how the financial system works, but it sounds like people have given like millions upon millions of dollars 
Um, so you're already like invested, you know, financially. Um, she mentioned something about some people who do some type of work where they live on, on the sites. I don't know what the role of these people are, but they have some kind of, uh, you know, standing in Scientology where they work at certain sites and they board there, they live there, um, and they're paid $15 a week. Um, I believe the Church of Scientology, I think she said, um, they're tax exempt. And I think she said they have a net worth of $3 billion. Is that the right number? Um, I could be mixing it up with the 3 billion or whatever billion year contract that they sign. Like, I think she mentioned that when you're, when she was younger or when people first join, they they sign a contract. It's like a, I don't know if it was one billion years or three billion years that they're held to these contracts. Um, so I can't remember now if it was, if that's the the net worth of the church or what. Um, I just I you know I never really knew anything about it. Um, I you know it's a little disturbing. Um, it's kind of weird too because it is it I don't remember exactly where it is in LA. I mean, I can I can definitely look it up, but I've literally driven past it, walked past it even before like um, you know, I know of it, but I I wasn't ever like, you know, looking into it too much, but it's weird. I always just thought it was like a a you know, bible-based kind of church. I just assumed, oh, maybe it's more modern. Maybe it has, like, not so many, like, beliefs about, like, ancient things. But maybe it has more, like, modern ideas about, like, you know, how certain modern um, life paths, like, with work and school, like, how people can be Christians within modern society. That's kind of what I assumed it was. I had no idea that it had nothing to do with Christianity. So it's, um, I just, I was just assuming based on the name, because, you know, a lot of the names have something to do with, um, with, uh, with the actual church itself. Um, and so, yeah, I found it, I found it really interesting. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not a Christian church at all. Um, and it sounds like the people who are a part of it, they would be very unlikely to leave it after in- investing money, emotions, time, energy, effort. Uh, moving up in ranks is like a goal that they're so focused on and also not having so much time or energy or ability to really even, depending what your role looks like. You know, if you're living on one of those sites, you're not really going to have times where you can, like, go out and be socializing with other people in mainstream America. Like, where, you know, when are you going to do that? And, like, if somebody else sees you doing that or hears you talking bad about the church, you can get written up and punished for it. So it's kind of like, you know, um, you probably wouldn't likely say the negative thing like it's kind of, it kind of almost teaches you to think through the lens of L. Ron Hubbard's uh doctrines it doesn't really teach you to think for yourself 
it teaches you to question your own thought processes um and then it's also it routinely lies to you at the different levels that you get to you're being told more and more lies as you're, as you're given more and more responsibility um and reaching higher and higher levels you know there's more investment on your part um it's weird you know and then i start thinking about other things in society like like mainstream work and mainstream schools and it's kind of like there is a bit of that rat race that kind of always goes on but this is different you know and like I've even talked about the religion I grew up in that's different you know this isn't the same type of thing where it's like you're you're strategically it sounds like L. Ron Hubbard strategically created an environment where you are um, not likely to reach out to others. Others wouldn't be likely to reach out to you. Um, and you wouldn't be likely to find a path out of it or or care to. Yes, some people do, but it doesn't sound like people are flocking out of it. Um you know, because you're being taught mm, in a different way, and there, there was this, uh, this, uh, device where it's, like, they're holding these, there's, like, a meter, um, that looks like, I don't know, reminds me of those, like, old, like, little computer type of toys that you used to have as a kid, just, like, a larger version that's maybe as big as, like, a it seemed maybe like the size of like a a binder like a trapper keeper like back when you were like young but it wasn't that shape it was like kind of almost like a rounded shape but about that size maybe about that thickness um of a device that's connected with the with the wire that comes out to connect to these two metal um uh i mean joe rogan called them cans they look a little thinner than cans they look maybe like thinner than your typical cans they look about they look like more like rod like a thick somewhere between a really fat thick silver rod and a thin can like kind of like that and then um you hold on to these two uh handles and the meter shows when you have a thought like it kind of registers that you're having like a thought and then you're trained on one end to um, talk to people about those thoughts and they can open up to you about it and it's supposed to help people with their trauma and you know you're supposed to help people kind of dive into whatever those thoughts are that come up when the meter spikes Um, and then it sounds like they use that maybe in an interrogation process as well. I can't really tell. That's how they do their questioning when you're in trouble to kind of ask you, you know, what what do the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard say? Um, and it sounds like they're very, um, you know, um, consistent with the, at least from what I gathered, it sounds like breaking the rules is a there's a consistent 
method of telling if you're in line or out of line with the rules. It sounds like the rules are clear as night and day. They just go against human nature, so you're not going to follow them. So naturally, you're going to be breaking all these all these rules, and then you're naturally going to have to go through this process of being re-taught and reviewed about the thing that you broke the rule about, um, and there you have an incentive because you're trying to go higher, so you don't want to be breaking the rules. Um, it sounds like there's financial penalties. It sounds like there's possibly demotion penalties, and so you're putting in your time, your effort, your blood, sweat, and tears outside of whatever you do. Like if you don't work at this Scientology, you know, if you don't work there permanently and aren't being housed there permanently then you have to have another type of job and you'd likely have to have a better type of job because you know you have to have energy to be going into this Scientology site every day and you know you'd have to have um flexibility to do that you know your mental health has to be in good enough order for you to be able to be just like doing a lot often busy a lot but your mind while you're there you're being taught um and surrounded by all these different things um and so you don't really have a lot of time away from it and when you do I mean I don't know if it's really a significant amount of time for the average person in that religion like say if you did take a week from you know Scientology um, to go to Hawaii or, you know, take a trip for a week for, I don't even know if they celebrate Christmas, but say if you have half of your family that does celebrate Christmas and you take like the two weeks between Christmas or like, you know, you take a two week like Christmas between Christmas and, um, well, I guess it's more than, it's less than two weeks, but you take the one week and then a second week. So they say you take two weeks off you'd have to make that time up and so you would have to go to the Scientology locations uh to put in more time out of the time you know to put in more time and so um I don't know this is all just fascinating it's uh pretty I don't know it's 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 interesting to me. I don't know what L. Ron Hubbard's motive was for all this. Um, maybe money. I mean, maybe the money goes up, right? Maybe. Um, but it also seems like they catch people at vulnerable points in their lives or even as youth. And once you get into it, you know, if you're not knowledgeable of what cults look like or if you're not um, used to critically thinking about things, um, challenging things, just looking around your surroundings and, you know, balancing your life out, you know, I don't think that sounds like a balanced lifestyle to be, you know, having not ever having a break and not necessarily maybe like a break from your religion, but. I mean, you really don't get a break. And it sounds like the religion itself is work. And you don't ever really get a break from it. Like, I I wonder how it was during COVID. 
um, during the pandemic when people had to shelter in place? Like, did they change the rules or anything um, where people maybe could or couldn't come in? Or did the, you know, does the government look the other way on that kind of stuff? Like, I wonder, and I also wonder why the government doesn't seem to investigate this. Um... I mean, they basically seem like they lie. When people accuse them, they lie and go after them and try to say, this person is trying to make us look bad. This person's crazy and stupid, and they lie about them. Um, so I don't really know. Like, it's just, it's not something I'm, I'm used to hearing about. So this is just weird. Honestly, it's a weird... Um, it's weird, like, um, you know, I usually wonder why people stay with things when it's not working for them, I mean, I'm one of those people that does that, you know, um, you know, I did it with the, with the religion, I did it with, you know, a house environment, you know, like, there's usually some benefit um, that you could still get out of something. I'm not saying, like, people need to stay in, like, abusive situations. I'm just saying, like, usually there's something beneficial that you see, that you're focused your eyes on, that seems more beneficial than leaving. Um, that's the main thing I can think about. Um, but also, if you think about, you know, the, the amount of control... I mean, if you're paying these people, and I don't know what percentage of your money they would have, or if you live in one of their sites, you know, like, how would you even get out to apply for work and start living somewhere else? I mean, it's like, you know, you'd have to have either, like, homelessness support services to get you out of there, and then you'd start living in, like, shelters while you're trying to do all this, and that's assuming that you know the system well enough that you can independently get yourself out and like I said nobody's likely reaching out to these people I mean there's nobody standing outside of these buildings with like a megaphone just being like everybody come out like you're being brainwashed this is you know you're just basically taking all your money and giving it to these liars um who are running this place but I mean I feel like um I might feel better about it if there wasn't that like no refund policy I might feel better about it you know I mean there's I'm not trying to make light of it but there's always going to be the you know people who are molesting people and lying and embezzling money and like in any kind of religion or cult type group um unfortunately anything where you have like power positions um you're gonna have you know that type of predatorial person around I'm not saying every church has predatorial people or every religion specifically but just when there's leadership involved in general not every leader is trying to do good by someone who's under them um I think what the best leaders know that everyone is their equal that's the best leader any leader who doesn't know that or doesn't treat people that way, I feel like they have bad intentions. That's kind of how I see it. Um, Because I do think, you know, everyone's, you know, equal. 
um, I do think, you know, if people are creating crimes against other humans and things, like, that's not good, but, um, you know, I do think everyone inherently is equal, right? Um, uh, so yeah, I do, I, you know, I do see how, you know, it would be really hard to get out of that situation, and it sounds like with her being a celebrity, I'm not saying it was easier on her, because she's definitely in the public eye, so that probably was definitely harder, but also it's like, when you think of it, she is exposed to the entertainment industry, she is exposed to other people who are maybe in powerful positions that are outside of that religion, she is, you know, she had another life that wasn't that, um, like, when she was younger, she was young, but, I mean, she did have another religion and another, you know, type of upbringing before her mother was with the, you know, stepfather that introduced them to Scientology, and before she was, like, involved in Scientology and maybe signed on the, uh, agreements, uh, to be in the church and stuff um it sounds like that was a whole process um and also you know she's she's a wealthy woman um like I'm not I'm not trying to like say anything that her life was like easier or like you know anything like that I'm just saying like her position is a little different than some other people's positions because you know, it, maybe that led her, some of that led her a better ability to be able to get out, because she had money, I mean, she, you know, that gave her options, um, I mean, it, it sounds like it was a terrible process, that, you know, because she was in the, the spotlight, um, you know, they were able to fuel the situation, of her leaving that church and make her feel worse and uh, there's a lot of manipulation and slander against her and um, people trying to make her feel like she's like losing her mind and all this kind of stuff like and a lot of unfairness that it sounds like she experienced and you know there's a lot of stuff about like the whole Tom Cruise thing I'm not even gonna go into all that it's like a whole lot of like, I I was mostly interested in the religion part. I do find that part to be, it's, it's, if you want to listen to that too, that's, that's, I'm not going to talk about it much, but it did seem to play a major role in her deciding to, um, leave the church, the situation that happened at, uh, the Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes wedding in Italy, um, but I don't really know, um, I don't really know too much about, about them otherwise, um, but yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's fascinating to me, that kind of stuff interests me, um, I'm definitely curious to learn more about it, I've also been, like, learning about, like, the origins of Freemasonry, so that's another thing, you know, that this weekend has been coming up a little, but, um, yeah, I think, 
you know, there's so many concepts that could be touched on with that type of a religion, like, you know, um, like, I'm not here to say that, you know, that the people themselves who are being duped into doing this stuff, um, I'm not here to talk wrongly about them, but there is definitely somebody, some people who are in powerful positions that seem to be doing wrong, knowing that they're doing wrong, manipulating people. Um, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't really understand how, um, I've never heard of a religion like this. Um, and that's saying something because I like to study all types of religions, right? Like there are definitely a lot of them that I don't know a lot about, but this is one that definitely fell beneath my radar, um, that I never really heard details about it. And you think someone like me who actively goes through, um, looking at religious stuff, cultural stuff, um, I'm not like distance from like movies like I love movies I watch a lot of movies now I don't really watch a lot of interviews about actors but I do listen to a lot of podcasts and do come across a lot of public people um and their roles in society but it doesn't tend to be actors more so musicians not so much actors um like more like athletes musicians um, scientists, uh, you know, different, like, I'd say the actors that I have paid some more attention to are usually the ones on cast of those kind of, like, those alien shows, you know, where they're, like, ancient aliens type of stuff, or, like, other type of stuff like that, I've, I've kind of, um, I didn't do any deep dives, but I, I, I've kind of come across a little bit of, like, additional material about those types of, of people, but I don't know if I would call them actors if, if they're trained to be, like, science, they're scientists and historians, and they just happen to be in the public eye. I don't know if I would call that the same thing, because they're not necessarily, like, maybe there are scripts and stuff involved, but it sounds like they're going more on the reality show, um, or, like, the history kind of show um kind of uh you know yeah they have a theory that they go with and they search for evidence within that theory you don't usually see a lot of shows that they're sitting there disproving exactly what they're trying to talk about like usually it's one-sided and they're usually telling you all the information for um you know whatever theory like you know who built the the pyramids in Egypt like Usually, if you listen to those types of shows, you know, they're telling you the information for um, why they think it was this versus that. Um, they kind of shape your mind a bit with the ideas. They don't leave you. I mean, they kind of leave you hanging, but they don't, you know, um, it's usually not an open debate. Um, and also, usually when you watch those types of shows, pay pay attention. You'll notice something you'll notice there is this aspect of them trying to captivate your attention. So they do this thing that drives me nuts because, you know, I like them. I would rather they get to the point. 
but they never get to the point, you know? It's like, I can literally, you know, watch an episode of something, walk away, do my laundry, start my workout, come back, and they're still asking the same questions like 45 minutes later. And it's like, we never even got to the point of this, you know? We never got to the main purpose of whatever the heck we were talking about. Like, I noticed that a lot, time and time again. I definitely noticed that. Um, So that's something that I've, uh, you know, noticed um, with those shows is that they give you, like, a little bit of information. The ones I like the most are when they're interviewing, like, professionals, like, like, different like museum professionals or that kind of stuff where they're literally asking them direct questions about certain things the ones I don't like is where like every potential solution ends up in five other questions and then it's like it is that life right but it's like you know I go to the shows because I'm like I think maybe they'll have answers they seem like they have some kind of answers and it's just like now we have 80 more questions after watching this um I feel like I got nowhere but I still come back and watch the content I don't really care I like it um I like thought-provoking content but you know any anything that I feel like I mean yes that type of content is definitely trying to sway you um it's like okay like these might seem like answers but we're swaying you towards this you know media is like that um there is this kind of also like censorship even though we're told there's not there is a a form of censorship that i think everyone knows their line um the line that they can't cross in whatever type of thing that they're doing in media where they know they will get in trouble if they cross that line. Um, so it's not really freedom of speech. Um, I know I know those lines. What I'm talking on here, there's clearly stuff that I'm not going to be just, like, saying. You know, I'm not trying to get under some weird investigation or, like, have any kind of anybody showing up on my doorstep. You know, like, you know, I, you know, um, I care about my safety. I'm not trying to get, like, killed by somebody but i mean it's like that kind of stuff does exist like we all know that it it exists you know we can't just you know i mean look what happened to uh snowden i mean he had to flee the country for telling something that we all kind of knew to some extent uh, was the truth i mean yes he was risking his life and i'm glad that he leaked the info but also it's like we all kind of knew that too but he really confirmed it and it's kind of weird it's like how can somebody confirm something that we already kind of knew and they're still in trouble like their life is still at risk even though we all kind of knew this so um you know i do you know think about you know how shows do kind of guide you to think in certain ways they don't really try to guide you to some other thing um like a lot of a lot of shows are kind of capturing more of the ideas lately about um uh what do you call it um 
uh, what do you call it? Like ideas that are about um like aliens and those those types of things. You don't really see a lot of shows going in the direction of God or religion too much. It's kind of been phased out of the conversation. I've kind of noticed that. Um which I mean it is what it is, you know, whatever I don't you know, whatever. Like I like to, you know, fill my mind with what I feel like I want my mind to be filled with. I don't that's the thing that I don't really like about television, but you know, being in a different house now where there is a TV in the living room and you know you know, I like watching sports and then that leads to okay, well maybe there's some stuff recorded you know, my parents will record, like, any of the alien stuff, because they know I might watch it, so on occasion, I'll sit and I'll watch it, and I've probably watched more TV this summer than I've watched combined, like, the last decade, (laughs) like, (laughs) seriously, and I'm not even just sitting there every day, like, watching it, like, I don't watch it every day, um, if I do, you know, when it comes to ads and commercials and stuff, I usually just silence it, but you can still see it, you know, um, but I try not to really watch the commercials or like, you know, I, I'm not really interested in that. Um, but I do like watching a good game. You know, I'm a Galaxy fan, you know, I like the Dodgers. I like I like L.A. teams. And so it's nice being in L.A. again. And then now there's all these teams. You know, when I was in San Diego, it was like, OK, they don't really have hardly any like real like major league teams now they just have baseball and otherwise you know there's some other stuff but it's not like big easy to find the games on tv or anything so um and i'm from la anyway so i would always just watch the i was raised in la wasn't born in la but um yeah i've always just gravitated towards la teams i like missouri teams too um I like um, U.S. teams. I like Mexico teams, Brazil teams, um, Japan, um, New Zealand. Usually just teams where I know people from. I tend to like those teams. Um, And so I like to watch, you know, games from those teams a lot of times. Um... But yeah, it's uh it's weird. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's all nuts. Um you know the stuff that I learned, I'm just you know, shocked. <laughs> I'm pretty shocked. Um and I do find it interesting that it, it you know, it's it's not happening like I'm not I'm not like bashing the Amish but I'm saying like you know the Amish are out in the countrysides usually they're usually away from society and not like yeah they can be integrated in the mainstream but overall they're not living like in New York high rises you know what I mean um versus you know people in Christian you know, people in Scientology they are you know they're living in mainstream main major cities 
and holding other jobs and interacting with other people and still, you know, attached to this religion. And there really is a fine line, you know, you know, people do take advantage of power, not all of them, but there are definitely some who do. Um, and it's kind of, it's just weird. This whole thing was weird to learn about you guys. Like, I'm, I'm glad I learned about it, but it's, I, I'm, I literally just started recording when I was done watching the stuff. Like, I haven't had a lot of time to really wrap my head really fully around it. So, um, it's, it's, (laughs) it's weird to me. Um, I'm glad that I did click the thumbnail and did find out about this lady's life that I've been literally avoiding her content, like, just because of the character that she plays in a show. And I don't even know her personality, but I, I was just thinking, like, eh, just, I just didn't like the character um, at all. Um, and I don't know why, because usually if I don't like somebody's character in a show, I don't, that doesn't really sway the other content that I would be likely to come across of theirs you know like I mean there are plenty of shows where people play the bad guy like for example um in the Sopranos you know Tony Soprano I mean he's a very complex character they all are but I mean he's a mafia boss you know he's a mob boss like he's not like yes he does have good qualities in the show but, you know, I mean, he's a professional killer. And, you know, there's a there's a lot of shows like that where it's like, yeah, there's the complexity of the characters. But, you know, there's a lot of characters that I can just easily watch. And I'm like, oh, I hate this character, you know. And it doesn't usually make me not want to engage with any of the person's content. I think she's probably one of the only ones that I've ever kind of felt that way about, which is kind of weird, but I mean, some, I don't know. I I don't know what it, what it is about her acting, but I've never, of all the, of all the shows and movies and things that I have seen in my life, definitely movies and Netflix stuff or whatever, um... I've come across a lot of characters that I did not like. So it is kind of interesting to me that there was, I don't know, like there was something about her character that I just never even wanted to like really learn about her as a person um, because of the way she was playing in that, in that show. I was just like, oh, like this is just not okay. Um, And it's a popular show, like, other people probably aren't seeing the same thing that I am, but there is always just something about it where I was just like, I don't like her, I just don't, I just really don't like her, you know, like, um, and I wonder what that was all about, because I don't know her, I don't know anything about her, like, um, the only thing I know is now mostly what I learned, um, but otherwise, yeah, I knew that I didn't like her character, and that was mostly it. Like, I didn't, um, I didn't think much past it. Like, it wasn't, um, you know, like, I don't know. Like, that. that's weird. I've never really had that, um, because I always see Joe Rogan's thumbnails, you know, and I'm never, like, like, maybe I'll be like, I don't want to, I don't really care about this person, like, enough to watch, like, 
two hours about it, but I mean, like, otherwise, I, you know, usually I'm not like, oh, like, I don't like this person's character that they play, you know, a pretend character, uh, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it, um, I don't know what that's all about, that's really weird, um, but it might have something to do with my, with my kind of belief about acting with some, maybe some people, maybe not all actors, but there, maybe there's something realistic about the way she acts in that show that I kind of just, I don't know, maybe I just didn't really think that she, um, like, how do I say this? I kind of maybe got the impression that she's really like that, maybe, in real life. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I never looked into it. I don't know her. Um, I don't even want to, like, put that out there as, like, a, as, like, how she is. Because I really don't know. Because I, I honestly don't know how she is. Um, this two hours of her on Joe Rogan and maybe, like, another 30, 40 minutes of her on another interview about her Troublemaker book. Um, and I think she has an A&E series, um, that's over, but I mean, it's out there where she's interviewing other Christian, what I keep saying, Christian science, um, other Scientologists, Scientologists. Um, so I, um, I, yeah, I don't know that that's something that's weird to me. Um, I don't know what that's all about, but, um, I don't know. Um, sometimes I get this, this sense, this weird sense about people and I can't tell if, if it's actually realistic or if it's just the way that I perceive something. Um, but there was something about me where I was always just kind of like, I don't want to support anything that, that she's in. Um, and I don't know what that was all about, but, um, yeah, I never was, uh, gravitating toward her content for that reason. And when I thought it was her, you know, I literally didn't even want to watch it. Cause I was like, I, I didn't even know it was about Scientology. I just didn't want to like really know about her life really so I thought and then so I'm glad I clicked on it but um yeah it's just super super I was not expecting that I wasn't expecting that she was a part of all that um I could probably almost never expect that somebody is a part of all that like I can I can I can kind of understand like with the Amish, that kind of makes more sense to me because they're so isolated. Um, like there are exceptions. There are like you know some Amish do say that they went to like public schools. Um, they weren't like fully integrated into the you know school social life or anything. They still stayed with other Amish, but like they were you know in a school system. You know they weren't just insulated in their communities all the time, or even people who like work you know, RV factories, construction, different types of, like, factories and stuff, uh, restaurants, whatever, like, you're still, like, exposed to the mainstream, um, probably somewhat more than the people who are really isolated, like, farmers who maybe 
don't always leave their properties or their communities unless they like need something from like a store or like somebody else where they have to travel to to get it um um supplies or whatever that may be um so I don't really I mean I always kind of understood that more where it's like where people were like oh yeah it was hard to get out of this abusive environment if they had an abusive experience or like it was hard to get out of this you know because you know they're not in the middle of like a church in multiple buildings in the middle of LA in the middle of New York in the middle of Florida you know in the middle of cities where it's like people pass these things on a regular basis um but it sounds like they're still insulated um and people are able to continue exploiting you know these these people as a, as a religion you know it sounds like the religion benefits financially from this because people are paying to move up to different levels and so uh, man it is this is like i'm not like emotionally broken hearted necessarily um i'm kind of just reporting on what i what i learned about but um it's just interesting to me because there's media out there you know and they're exposed to it but i guess in a way they're a little bit isolated from it because they would have to consider it a transgression and like i don't know if they'd have to pay a fine or do something if they were like to watch a movie or something you know uh to go out of their way to like learn about some somebody who was considered like a condemned member of the of of that religion um you're not really supposed to be interacting with their content so if the people leave and start like speaking out in interviews and stuff then usually the people who are part of the church aren't likely going to be you know watching those because they'd have to uh, pay a bit of a price for engaging with that content and so I don't know if it's a bit of a price or a lot of a price but um, there's some repercussions for them doing that and she did bring up a point where she said you know why you know if you already are being told lies about these people about how bad they are how wrong they are you know how you shouldn't contact them or else you know, like, why would you go out of your way when you know that there's a consequence for it? Um, when you already think that they did something wrong and, you know, the church is telling you the right information. Like, why would you? So um, that's another good point. It's like they keep you distanced from, you know, other forms of information. So you you can't really comfortably, you know, inform yourself and you already think that you have all the answers better than the majority of like you think your religion teaches you better than um you know maybe if you're listening to like psychology class or like something about brainwashing or abuse and like a course or something if you were going to school you know you would believe more so in your own religion you wouldn't likely believe in what you were being taught um, cause you're so indoctrinated in that religion. So it's kind of, it is very interesting because it seems like they're not just trying to find like 
the most vulnerable populations. It sounds like there are people in there that aren't necessarily vulnerable populations. You know, they're wealthy, they're in the public eye. I'm not saying that people in those positions can't be, you know, in vulnerable situations, but um, it doesn't sound like they're preying on that. It just sounds like people voluntarily sign up uh, and once you're integrated into this life it's really hard to get out of it um, the likelihood of you getting out of it is very slim as things are now I mean if there was like an investigation or something where people went in there and kind of like observed what was happening that might shed light on some other things but it doesn't sound like that's happening they seem a bit too protected to to have investigations happening um it sounds like they have some kind of like a a prison system or something or like a jail locked facility system where you know i guess there's punishment, you know, um, they mentioned, like, some form of, like, physical punishment, too, um, where there were instances of people who would get maybe beaten, or before, where they had some kind of a boat where they would throw people overboard the boat, and then, I guess they'd let you back in it, or whatever, I don't really know exactly what that was about, but, um, it doesn't sound like there's no consequence for your actions either. And that would create a lot of fear. Like, I feel like in, in, in mainstream Christianity, you can, you know, commit as much, you know, wrong, you know, not keeping commandments and, and whatever and traditions as you want. But, you know, in your personal life, nobody's mainstream religions. Anyways, nobody's really knocking at your door about it. Nobody's really, um, coming to you about it nobody's really um you know you're, you're very independent you're not usually unless it's a more extreme you know group you're not usually being like and I say usually you're not usually being like threatened or um you know punished usually it's like you know you might have some accountability partner kind of thing or there might be some shaming involved or you know you confess it to somebody who's higher up and other than that there's usually not a severe consequence i'm not talking about like fundamentalists or people who are taking things like super extreme i just mean like mainstream christianity these days you know, you kind of just do what you want. Um, you can believe what you want, believe how you want, do things the way that you're going to do them. But, you know, there's not really much that's going to like, you know, there's not like facilities where you're being locked and held and interrogated and re-indoctrinated and, you know, um, worked uh, through like slave labor type of jobs where you're making $15 a week, you know, and, you know... Um, there's no, like, informant type of process where people are, like, ratting on each other um, and other people reviewing that paperwork and, like, dishing out punishments. Um, that isn't usually what mainstream 
Christian churches do. And this isn't even a Christian church because they're not even involved in Christianity. They're involved with some complete other thing. I was very surprised on that. So, I mean, I said I wasn't going to make this two hours and it's almost it's almost two hours. But um, that's kind of my two cents on all of this. Um, uh... it's yeah I'm pretty shocked I'm pretty shocked I'm pretty like I I don't even have like an explanation other than just I'm pretty shocked about everything I heard I didn't even talk about all of it and I'm pretty shocked um that something like this exists um in the middle of major cities um where people aren't even actually fully isolated all of them aren't fully isolated so to me, that's very interesting. Um, but, alright, I need to cut this short. Or just cut it now. Because it's not short. I wasn't trying to go on for this long. Um, alright, thanks for listening.